Hey everyone, we are going to be reviewing Pixar's newest film called Soul. It was just released today on Christmas of 2020 on Disney+. Plus. The link is in the bio below to check it out. I'm a massive fan of Pixar. I believe that they are at the world's cutting edge of edutainment, education and entertainment mixed together, especially given animation. So they, in many ways, are my role models for the way that I want to drive our own content and help people pierce the veil of reality and recognize the kingdom of God within them and the truth of non-dual awareness and especially driving this style of pedagogy for consciousness creates reality into kids so they can become the most self-realized and self-actualized at the youngest ages possible. So they're a massive inspiration given the pedagogy that I will be along with our team disseminating across the planet. And so this is very dear and near to my heart and I love the Pixar team. And I am a huge fan of Inside Out, which is what they made in 2015, which was an incredible display of talent of not only animation and production talent musical talent but also understanding it from a very psychological level and disseminating that to kids and adults to help them understand what goes on in the human psyche and similarly with soul what you'll see is it's that similar combination of a very large amount of depth with animation and music and production but also with the science and spirituality synthesized together with incredible interweaving with storytelling so just a disclaimer here if you have not seen soul yet i'm going to be walking through the plot and providing commentary so if you would like to go watch that first go ahead uh, if not, no problem. I'm going to be giving my commentary on it. And so I'm really looking forward to, to doing this with you. So to start things off, Pixar Soul takes a very macro level view on life and the nature of reality. Obviously, you can tell with the title Soul, what we're doing is we're really sort of trying to boil down what it means to be human and what a soul means and what it means to undergo the process of a soul's preparation to incarnate in the body and actualize some sort of goal as well as the soul's process and all of the nuances in that journey which we'll unpack here so again great graphics visuals ray tracing and story and this is something that is going to become more and more popular in the future is sort of these three spaces where you can 
bring a camera into them and create the animated environment and then have ray tracing happening and all of these incredible unreal and unity engines that enable this type of animation and production so this is a massive part of our future the main character's name is joe gardner and so joe is a middle school band teacher but he's had a deep amount of of desire to get a larger music role and so he got an opportunity to undergo a role with a quartet in performance and so he showed up and he performed really well on the piano and they said excellent you have the role for tonight and so we'll see you at seven o'clock for the show and so he is super excited about that he he's running on the streets this is in new york he gets very distracted and then he falls uh, into a sinkhole for uh in the sewage systems and he dies what you see is you see his his soul the next thing you see is you see his soul enter into this environment here and so what you see here is you see this sort of you know this very bluish tealish representation that's very cloudy and dreamy of what they depict a soul with a very large head and a smaller body it's very fascinating how they decide to go with these things but he finds himself on this elevator going towards this white source light and it's fascinating that they chose this white source light as what home is and they called that the great beyond right and so there's about 150,000 deaths on planet earth that happen every single day and so you can literally hear you know it goes something like like that's how fast people are dying around the planet and so that's how fast the the soul is being absorbed into that source light and the birth rate is a, quite a bit faster than that about two times faster than that for births around the planet we'll get to that in a moment but i find it fascinating that spiritually speaking that they chose this white source light as where the souls return and that it's very uh, indicative of many of the planetary mystic traditions and it's a very spiritual and perennial wisdom from them and there's also a lot of synthesis with physics there because we talk a lot about that source white light refracting in a prism and then creating all of the different combinations of realities of which this is just one with this sentience vehicle that we find ourselves in so there are many more creations with many more vehicles for consciousness or awareness or sentience to immerse itself into to explore an infinite amount of phenomenology and that is what god that is what source is that is what we are and so it's very interesting that they chose that so now you know joe finds himself on a on this conveyor belt that's moving towards the white source light and he just got that gig right being a middle school band teacher that is now give, getting this opportunity finally and so he dies and so he's trying he's anxious and he's trying to avoid this conveyor belt to that source light and so 
He runs as fast as he can backwards, backwards, backwards away from it, jumps off, and he gets to this place where there are these figures, like you can see on the right, and they call themselves so interesting. They're uh, coming, they say that they're the coming togethers of all quantized fields in the universe. And I believe they're called Jerry's. And so, and they're all called that. And so I thought that was so cool because the coming together of all quantized fields in the universe, it's very much a, it takes a very, again, a very perennial spiritual wisdom and mixes it together with a very physicalism, quantum mechanical wisdom. And in doing so, it kind of, takes and says okay these are literally all that is and it's cool how they created them here i think it's fascinating and so he finds himself here in this environment where he you know drops down from that conveyor belt and what this is is as we saw that we had that uh that great beyond earlier this is now the called the great before and so what's going on in this great before is this all these little baby souls and so these little baby souls are basically getting little patches on their being that is getting them ready to incarnate on planet earth and they're undergoing this process like training personalities and it's not explicit about densities which is a very uh, spiritual way of viewing it as in you slowly undergo the process of kind of training yourself from a fundamental matter like earth or water fire wind style level and then you work your way up into like plants and animals and then you work your way up to human in this third density and then beyond that are sort of the next densities of love and light and the gateway which is typically referenced to as something that is recursive and cyclical and that's why sir roger penrose who won the nobel prize in physics in 2020 believes in cyclic cosmology and the ouroboros is the perennial spiritual wisdom of the snake that eats its own tail and so that is very much so what our realities are similarly like and so it's very interesting that again that there's sort of this this process of the soul that in a sense levels up and in a sense that trains the personality and gets ready to jump through this earth portal. And so what you have is you have this earth portal. And so once they get all of the their attributes, these little patches that are filled up on their soul card, if you will, what happens is that they become ready to incarnate on the planet and so again there's about two times as many births happening on planet earth than deaths per day so again that's you know the birth rate is like this but the death rate is slower like that and so now joe tried jumping through into the earth portal but he couldn't make it through because you have to have the little incarnation sticker and so he doesn't have that and so instead he becomes a mentor and so what mentors do 
is mentors have this process and here you can visually see that little uh, soul badge that I was talking about earlier where they get those filled out but these little soul personality traits and so mentors what they do is they sort of take them to two different places there's the hall of everything and the hall of you the hall of everything has literally everything on planet earth that the uh, soul personality that's going to incarnate can explore and then they get one of those experiences from the hall of everything that sort of sparks them and then gets them ready or the hall of you which is basically filled with the mentor's memories and so the the baby soul personality that's going to incarnate can undergo a process of going into the mentor's hall of you with their memories to uncover maybe something sparks there and so that spark is really critical because it's what enables the soul to get ready to incarnate and so there's the soul 22 and if i remember correctly it's uh it's Tina Fey playing Soul 22 and Jamie Foxx playing Joe. And so here they are. You can see an image of them there where now Soul 22 has been going through for, I believe it was centuries without incarnating because Soul 22 had people like Mother Teresa and Abraham Lincoln and Nicholas Copernicus and Carl Jung and all these greats sort of undergo this process of trying to mentor Soul 22 to find a spark. But Soul 22 never found a spark. And so now Joe's, this is what you see is Joe's Hall of You. And these the Hall of You kind of is like your cornerstones. And so this is a really important way of sort of perceiving your own life, right? So if you're 25, 35, 45, 15, 55, whatever age you are, just try and look like what have been maybe three or five or 10 or 15 different cornerstones of your life. Like, for example, for me, publishing High Level Perception, my first visual synthesis book was a massive cornerstone of my life. Moving to the Bay Area seven eight years ago was a massively profound monumental moment of my life. Moving to L.A. this year was a massively profound monumental moment of my life, a cornerstone, right? And so if you can sort of see your life like these cornerstones, it gives you deeper insight into both who you are and where you want to go and what you want to make these cornerstones. And if you think about yourself like a mentor that's going to be taking like the next soul personality through, you want to have really cool strong cornerstones and so it's really important to get yourself if you are in a state of suffering or depression or pain or anger of any sort to undergo the perennial spiritual wisdoms of doing things like creating that pause through things like your breath which will enable you to distance yourself more and more from the negative emotions and direct yourself more and more towards peaceful happy blissful joyful emotions and then that enables you to achieve more goals in your life and it enables you to be more like that god consciousness that you naturally truly are already that and so that suffering perspective is a very constrained perspective and so it's really important if you want to achieve cool cornerstones in you throughout your life to rapidly move yourself away from that negativity towards more harmonic states of being 
and so then they go and so they have some exploration in, in Joe's Hall of You and then they go to the Hall of Everything and this is where again where souls are exploring earning that final spark and you can see in that Hall of Everything there's so many different options there was basketball music photography baking rockets president there's Ferris wheel there's that hot air balloon there's the whale in there there's light speed trains there's it looks like archaeology and anthropology and all this type of stuff and so you have to remember that there's so many different things for you to do in this world and so it's important if you think about it like a big buffet of options for your soul personality as parents conscious parenting is about exposing your children to many different options on that massive buffet of possibility and then it's following that maria montessori method where you follow the child's interests of where they're finding uh interest in what they want to to bring as a value into the world and that's the idea is that the soul knows the heart knows and so don't choke it out of the souls as they incarnate in the world and so they undergo this process of explaining how the zone is like flow and that that is the space between the physical and the spiritual. And that's fascinating that they ended up undergoing the explanation of said phenomenon because it is, quote, one of the most important phenomena that civilization talks about is when you lose your sense of time and you lose your sense of space and you lose your completely lose your own sort of individuated self and there in a sense is just a blissful ecstatic state of performance and it's incredible and so what happens is is that we undergo a process where there's many quote lost souls in the world that are they visualize in soul in pixar soul as depressed giants that are roaming around in that environment that you see there and it's basically these massive beings that have all of these in a sense I, we like to use the analogy these they're like an onion with all of these layers of shell around them and that as we were describing before they're in a state of depression or pain or anger or suffering or misery of sorts and that that sort of lost soul has completely forgotten their essence and so what they explore in in pixar's movie here is that they bring this sort of team of of mystics in that area that then play music and help the lost soul shed their shell and become embodied and return to an awakened state. And they use this example with a hedge fund manager right here where you see there is in that top photo, there's a soul that is falling into the hedge fund manager's upper back. And then that hedge fund manager right after that happens, they awaken and they throw everything off their desk and they say, free yourself, free yourself. They sort of you know, undergo a conscious awakening of sorts and ask, what am I doing with my life? And, you know, we, I specifically underwent that conscious awakening myself. I underwent it once when I was approximately 
16 once again when I was approximately 19, once again when I was approximately 22, once again when I was approximately 25. I've went through so many of these what am I doing with my life sort of moments and I'm so grateful that it's brought me to this point because those were so profoundly intuitive and that there's like we were describing, there's this sort of like psychedelic, mystical, entheogenic ship that is going around this depressive lost soul area. And what they're doing is they're waking up the soul from its lost and depressed state. And so that's very much so. It's kind of funny that they use this analogy and metaphor because the psychedelics, the entheogens, and the mystics are the ones that wake up lost souls so much of the time and awaken them to divinity to god consciousness to what their true nature is to infinity to eternity to eternal bliss peace and existence that they are and so there's also a nice moment where they explain that when you can go too far in this way of flow and being in the zone or you can become too self-realized spiritually where you have absolutely no engagement whatsoever in the physical and when you do that it's also very disconnecting and it can become very uh it can be a massive disconnection from life from embodied life and bringing value to life and expressing yourself self-actualizing creating some sort of a north star engaging in this dream in god's brain in a way that is of a beautiful flower expressing some sort of aroma and so they have to make these little meditative portals that little crew of ship filled with mystics that they have Joe undergo this process of focus. And so what it does is it brings both 22 and Joe through that portal into, in this case, it was Joe was laying in a hospital bed with a therapy cat. And so Joe went into the therapy cat and number 22 went into Joe. And so that was the first time that number 22 had incarnated. And so 22 was saying things like, I can feel myself feeling myself in this body on this hellish planet. And, you know, and Joe's in the cat. And so Joe's having this hilarious experience being in the cat. And so they escape the hospital. And the first thing that happens is that you can see that this new soul incarnated is having this very sort of strange, troublesome experience where they're really tapping into like the noise pollution of New York City and just the insanity of having, you know, 10 million people right there in that tiny area. And it's just excellent writing overall. Um, and number 22 adored pizza for the first time. And so again, having a soul that had never incarnated, that was, uh, going under a very deeply profound spiritual process from simply just eating pizza and then saying i'm not angry anymore and that was curing the the being hangry which was funny and so they plan to recommune with this mystic so the mystic is in the physical that is undergoing a very flow state process twirling a sign on a corner in new york and so because of that they're 
able to immerse themselves in the spiritual because they're in that flow state again. And so what they're going to do is they're going to go find that mystic on the corner so that they can uh, recommune for that opening because they are in switched bodies. And so they saw the band remember this is all happening in one day they saw the band and joe is in his hospital gown and so they saw the band while they were trying to wave down a cab and the band was looking at joe like oh my gosh what a crazy guy i can't believe we just let this person into our quartet for tonight and so he gets a voicemail from curly and it says you know they're trying to she's trying to replace you the lead singer and that uh you have to show up looking good early in order to keep the gig. And so now they're scrambling to try and make that happen. And there was this fascinating part here where Connie, who was one of Joe's middle school band students who was playing the the trombone, she wanted to quit, but she was also his best student and that it might actually be her spark and that she was having a conversation with the with 22 who had accrued so much wisdom where they were basically going back and forth saying that that she really wasn't digging school and that they were talking about how the ruling class core curricula stifles a dissent and that's a very orwellian tactic the oldest trick in the book and they were bonding and so that's why it was kind of easy for 22 being incarnated in joe's body to sort of engage with connie at this moment once they had that bonding connection and then connie underwent this process of you know standing up again while she was playing and just crushing it musically on that trombone and so it appeared like she was in flow and in bliss and in peace. And then, you know, she ended up leaving. It might be her spark. And that I just wrote that my spark is disseminating awakening, awakening content. And that's no matter how many obstacles, which there have been many obstacles and there will continue being in your North star self-actualization journey as well. And even in your self realization, there will be, but we keep going because that journey is the destination. And that what matters most is how well we walk through the fire of this experience. And so this accountant that is in this hypothetical way station between life and death finds that the person that's missing in the abacus, the soul that's missing that left was Joe and the accountant goes inconspicuously immersed in earth to find him. And I love how they said this. They said that uh, what this is, is that this is a theoretical construct in a hypothetical way station between life and death, which is a very beautiful way of explaining it. It's a very theory and it's been talked about for a long time. And it's this sort of hypothetical way station between life and death where souls go in a sense to for and period of time that's said to be anywhere from just a couple seconds to longer to undergo a process of getting ready to undergo their next incarnation on whichever said reality creation that they choose to based on said goals. And so this is fascinating that we're now exploring this. It's a very, very profound, important topic for us. 
and I'll mention that more here at the end. But so they're at this barber shop because Joe's undergoing, so 22 is in Joe's body, and Joe needs to cut his hair, but they undergo a process where they mess up cutting his hair because, again, Joe's incarnated as a cat in this process, trying to cut Joe's hair, who is 22's incarnated in his body. And so they're in this barbershop, and they're talking, and they're undergoing this process of uncovering some of these profound realizations about life. Like, you're born to do something, but how do you figure out what it is? And what if you pick up the wrong thing or someone else's thing? And people rudely criticize each other to cover a pain of their own failed dreams. That happens all the time in the internet bully sphere. And so we must do our best to recognize that hurt people hurt other people. And to sort of do our best to lovingly and wisely and gracefully engage with that sphere and help do our best to make it so that people don't hurt other people. So that people awaken more to the true nature of our unity of being and existence, our oneness. And then they realize that they would never hurt themselves, which is what the other is. The other is the self, the one infinite creator, the God, the source that we all are. And you attain those realizations once you get to more non-dual states of consciousness. So what happened also that was very profound was that number 22 in Joe's body ended up talking to the barber about something other than himself. And so in that case, this is an important realization, which is basically ask your barber, ask your Uber driver, ask the people that are around you as you're around them in your life about their life and about other things that interest them. Don't just talk about yourself. Ask good questions. The quality of your life is the quality of your questions. It's like a muscle that we have to use. We have to probe reality with questions. And that's a good question to ask yourself. What is the nature of reality? What is the nature of my consciousness, my awareness, my sentience? And get kids asking that question at a young age so that they can undergo a process of self-realization and more efficaciously actualize as well from the highest possible morality, some sort of a transcendent noble aim into the world. And so this accountant from that theoretical construct comes down and is trying to uh, very inconspicuously engage in the reality to try and pull Joe back, but saying things like nobody can cheat the universe, but the construct, the, the, the accountant accidentally snags the wrong guy and then says, oh, uh, it's not your time, and then brings him back, and that freaks him out. And then I love this little message, which I think is really important, which is basically stay away from processed foods because the guy was holding a bag of potato chips. And that's an important little lesson because you think about it that that sort of physical input that you take into your body, both as air water food is so critical and so even data as an input is is really important in the information technology age so all your inputs are super important for your health your longevity your joy your peace and so there was this moment that i thought was also critical which was that the number 22 who was incarnated in Joe's body was the first time on earth and that there was this profound moment where there was just this vent from the from what is likely the subway system in New York City and that 
most people, especially most adults, end up in such a state of restricted levels of consciousness and beingness that they would never even consider playing around for a moment on one of those air vents or just even right now just you know dancing it up moving it up beatboxing a little bit yeah beatboxing and singing a bit yeah and so you have to be able to to freestyle in life right you got to be able to do fun stuffs and express yourself like a kid and the more that you do that what happens is you feel infinity which is what children are born as they they're born as infinite and then we put them under the subscriptions of the matrix machinery which then chokes infinity out of them which is when they undergo a process of seeking because they're like why am i stuck in an ego onion with a bunch of layers what's the true nature of reality and so what happens is slowly they unsubscribe from all of the matrix subscriptions and machinery and propaganda and they peel back those layers of identity and they uncover their own awareness sentience consciousness is it it is god we are that we are source we are the one infinite creator and so it's beautiful sort of realizing that they have this embedded in soul in the film and so remember that the more that you express yourself like child infinity the more that you're anchoring the profound realization within your body of our eternity bliss peace infinitude and so it's a great story and it interweaves very beautifully because earlier that 22 had mentioned that joe's suit was kind of tight and they had earlier mentioned that joe's mom is a tailor who doesn't approve of his music gig and so as 22 is bending down in joe's pants they tear and they have to go to his mom's tailor shop pretty late right before again they're about to perform in the quartet and so again the great story interweaving this is a massive success of production teams that can do storytelling really well it's like in the the three-point weave in in basketball that you do it's a drill that you do and you do these th types of drills across many sports you have to be able to weave these stories and if you look at any of the greats like harry potter with jk rowling that there's a tremendous amount of character and story development that weaves so you have to think about that when you're trying to create profound stories as well and so this sort of leads us into the archetype of a mom that doesn't approve which is fascinating it's a very common one and that they undergo this process within the tailor shop where joe says that music is my ikigai music is my reason for being and it doesn't matter about paying bills that's nonsense in comparison to this ikigai this reason for being and it inspired his mom to not only tailor his suit and to fix that but also to give him his dad's old blue suit and so he got the chance to connect to his mom at that deeper level and you can see in that bottom image that she's actually more understanding now of his soul and his soul personality and his soul angle and that so he goes off to that on his way to that quartet and to that performance and that they get caught by the accountant and so that 
that accountant from the theoretical construct of that way station between the life and death uh, pulls both 22 uh, as Joe as well as uh, Joe as the cat back into the hypothetical theoretical construct and to that sort of space where the souls are. And so they undergo a process of 22 getting the spark and 22 got the spark where uh on earth and i'll explain this in a moment on earth 22 underwent a process of you know as all of the greats tried to bring 22 to get a spark of some sort all these great geniuses for centuries were trying 22 as she was incarnate on earth recognize that even just the simplicity the the essence of just beingness itself isness existence itself was enough that even just the beauty of the fall in new york city was enough and that was very profound and so they noticed that 22 had got that spark in an earth pass but they were arguing about how the spark happened and so 22 gave the pass back to Joe thinking that she doesn't have a purpose and that the quantum energy being, again, that being, Jerry, I believe, says that the spark isn't just purpose or meaning. That's a symbolic human creation. But there's something that's even deeper about the spark. And I thought it was interesting that they called this soul because soul is both the energy of being as well as the soul in the music that they were playing and so what happened was that we sort of undergo this process where he incarnates and he uh undergoes the process of performing the quartet doing a really good job and then uh, realizing that, you know, the journey is the destination, which is the profound quote by Dan Eldon. And that after they do this pr profound performance, and meanwhile, 22 is back in that, in that hypothetical construct where she feels like there's no purpose and she's becoming more and more depressed up there. And Joe crushes it, his performance in the quartet, and then asks the lead performer, he says, outside, that there's he was like that's it you know we crushed it but that's it i was waiting my whole life for this moment and again that's why the dan eldon quote so important the journey is the destination the soul's journey itself is the destination where she responds to him saying that by saying the younger fish asks the older fish where the ocean is thinking that this is just water that this is just life but this is the big game, and that's what the older fish responds to the younger fish, that this is not just water. This is the ocean. And that's a very profound, again, condensed wisdom because even Joe's joy and peace was gone because he was thinking that, that it's all about that trophy, getting to that moment. I will be happy when I get to that moment. And that, that again, that's a very perennial spiritual tradition as well and it's even becoming more and more perennial in the psychological literature as well is that you have to identify that the journey the actual process itself 
of self-realization, self-actualization, piercing the veil, remembering your true self as the infinite creator is literally the entire point. And so this is the ocean. This is not just water. This is the ocean. This is not just life. This is the profound divine experience that this is. And they have so many of these great condensed wisdoms in here. He had this sort of experience again where he was on the subway back and he was thinking, man, why is there no joy? Why is there no bliss? Why is there no peace? Why is there no ecstasy and childlike laughter of the infinite here? And so his greatest joy might have been in helping 22 out who nobody else could do. And so that's when he sort of back in his Joe's back in his apartment after incarnating and doing super well with the quartet and and realizing that you know the journey is the destination he's trying to figure it out and he recognizes that he takes out this lump of things that that 22 had collected in his pocket which was you know that obsession with the pizza that was so good and that there was that little bagel piece and the little yarn and the little van moving tabs and then that little piece to the maple tree that helicopter leaf that had fell that I was telling you about earlier which we'll talk about a little bit more but he recognized the infinity of a kid the infinity of the blissful presence of a childlike awe at life and that who's always in awe at all things on earth is the riddle to life again the infinity of a kid who's always in awe at all things earth is the riddle to life. I can't say that enough. The infinity of a kid who's always in awe at all things earth is the riddle to life. Hold that childlike awe in infinity throughout your entire journey. And it will literally feel like every moment is the destination. And it's gorgeous and beautiful and art and bliss and peace and ecstasy. Again, that Dan Eldon quote, the journey is the destination. The essence of living fully every single moment. Such a profound wisdom communicated by the Pixar team here. And so then he, you know, he's there and he's wondering like, maybe that moment when 22 said maybe walking or sky watching can be my purpose and when joe replied that's just everyday old living and so he realized that oh my gosh 22's purpose is just to be is just to find that childlike awe in earth and so he starts playing and he gets into a flow state and then he enters into the spiritual again into that hypothetical way station between life and death and so there he is again and he comes back to help 22 become earth incarnated and so he recognizes that oh wow 22 is very depressed and now 22 is one of those depressed monsters in pain and anger and suffering and that needs help sort of peeling off those onion layers and that they're explaining that spark isn't purpose but it fills when you're ready to live and that even that moment when that 22 was incarnated in Joe's body and was looking at the fall in New York City and seeing those little helicopters that are Samaras, which are the winged seeds produced by maple trees, helicoptering down and falling in her hand. 
and all maples produce those, that life is the simple enjoyment of samaras, not trophies. Life is the enjoyment of the those simple, beautiful life force that we get from inhalations and exhalations. That it's that jazzing, that flowing, that vibing on just the simple raw life itself. Raw life force is Sat Chit Ananda. It's existence, consciousness, bliss. And so they grab her, help her uncover the process that we just described where that was her spark. Her spark was just that simple beingness. And so because of that, she sheds those onion layers from that depressive state. She walks back up to that earth portal and everyone's there watching. And so they, she has her patch that enables her to incarnate. And so she jumps down with Joe, even though Joe is going to not incarnate. And so there you can see her jumping down. And it's fascinating because that little, you know, that little patch is, it means that the soul is ready to incarnate. It's went through the schooling that's needed, which is such a perennial spiritual wisdom about the soul incarnating to undergo a process of getting itself ready experientially to be a human. And so now it's going down and it has that, that, that guidance system that's happening where, you know, the soul is going to be incarnating in a very specific place on the planet. That's going to enable them to express their unique essence and so it's not an accident. Your birthplace is not an accident. Your birthplace is a very spiritually significant location that you actually orchestrated yourself. And that is something that the Tibetan Book of the Dead is trying to illustrate for science right now where they have these logs of the Dalai and Panchen Lamas and incarnations and where they plan to be and sort of the the different things that the that the young soul that has incarnated into the child that has these reminders of their previous lives and so there's more and more work being done in this space but your birthplace is not an accident you chose to be this exact unique expression of god you chose to be that and you have to remember that you chose to be that this is not an accident this is not nihilistic this is deeply beautiful artistic we are god expressing itself infinitely through all of these different creations and through all of these different unique expressions of individuals and so we have to realize that and share that with people and soul does that soul does the process of getting children and parents to realize that they are here for a reason it's like the most <clears throat> proper uh like scientifically gentle way to ease spirituality into the mainstream which is very fascinating and so they did a great job at it and so the question is what will you do how will you spend your life i'm not sure but I'm going to live every minute of it. And my take is that soul is our first collective modern step at enlightenment, meaning that it's a very mainstream way to try and deliver the essence of the perennial spiritual teachings 
to the masses. And in this case, you knowing that you are that, that you are that one infinite creator, that God, that source that is undergoing the process of all of these different unique souls that are undergoing some sort of process of getting themselves ready to incarnate and express themselves as that one infinite wisdom. And that's, it's getting people more and more excited and ready and prepared for the more enlightened and abundant and prosperous future that all of our hearts know is possible to live in this more enlightened civilization. Even in just the next 10 years, we can architect a much more enlightened civilization that is more focused on meeting the basic needs of all people and enabling more and more people to undergo self-realization and self-actualization and and disintegrating the matrix constructs that exist that hold people's souls back. And so this is our first collective modern step at enlightenment in 2020. It's a beautiful way to end 2020 with a big like enlightened pow that we so needed. And so I highly recommend you to watch Soul. I highly recommend you to watch Inside Out. If you haven't already, go watch those. It's a, the link is in the bio below. And also, we need to make more animated, relatable, awakening content like this. And that is what we are doing with simulation, along with drawing the most influential celebrities and influencers and people to come onto our show to talk to us about the nature of reality, non-duality, consciousness, awareness, sentience, maximizing human potential, synthesizing science and spirituality. We're also synthesizing all of those concepts and disseminating them through animated series and through other content. And Pixar is a massive, massive inspiration to us. And so we're super grateful for the entire team for making this happen over the years that it took to get done and the inspiration that this will have for generations to come. And it's super relatable for millennials, Gen Z and generation alpha and beyond. And so this is a cornerstone. This is a masterpiece for our future. And we have to take the time to make masterpieces like this to inspire our collective awakening. And so you can see, look at this long list of animators, right? Look at this long list of uh, simulators, right? And just the sheer complexity that goes into the process of registering with the Motion Picture Association, getting your, your soundtrack done and undergoing all of the process of making sure that this is all, you know, executed in the optimal way possible the directors with Pete Doctor and Kemp Powers, they had a budget of about $150 million to do this. And so just a very profound, important, awakening story, film, super well done animations, super well done production, music, again, the interweaving of stories, the the ability to tie in a very profound spiritual enlightening perennial wisdom across the different mystic traditions and add that to modern day science and storytelling as best as you can and then share that in a profoundly awakening narrative it's just it's a masterpiece. It's a masterpiece, and they have faith. 
right? Science has yet to be able to art figure out how to investigate with the scientific method things like all these different flags that are planted beyond the edge of what humans know. And so Pixar took a leap of faith by talking about souls. And that's beautiful. And I'm really grateful that they're doing it. And everyone else that's a part of the spiritual communities around the planet should be extremely grateful for Pixar making this piece of content that is enlightening our generation and the next generations to come. It acts as a massive cornerstone and masterpiece for what the bar is moving forward. And so let's shatter that. Let's keep making stuff that's even more awakening and impactful and inspirational than this. It's on our radar. We're already doing it. We're already writing and producing it. And I, I encourage you to do the same as well. So thanks for tuning in to this visual film review on Pixar's soul. I would love to hear your thoughts in the comments below on what you think about Pixar soul, what you think about this visual film review. I would love to hear from you. Check out the link in the bio below to go and watch it. If you haven't already, go and give it a watch. Go watch Inside Out as well. Another extremely profound, beautiful masterpiece of theirs. Like the video, subscribe if you haven't already, share the video with other people that need to hear about the importance of the soul entering into the mainstream nomenclature of our world and getting more and more excited about our collective enlightenment. And it's inching us towards non-duality and inching us towards God consciousness, the one infinite creator, that source that we all are. And that we've just forgotten and that we're piercing the veil to remember the unity of all finding all of us finding the kingdom of God within us. And so it's beautiful. This is happening. So again, share this with people that need to see it and also support the artists, the entrepreneurs, the spiritual leaders, the scientists, the engineers in your communities and around the world that are doing really important awakening work. You can support us simulation. All of our links are in the bio below and Go and build the future. Manifest your dreams into the world. I love you very, very much. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Pixar. Incredible work with Soul. Thank you so much for your leadership and pioneering in this space. We will be carrying the torch even brighter into the future. You're a massive inspiration to us. I love you so much. Thank you. Thank you for this epic end to 2020. Love you. Thank you.